Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Turn to Luke 1, 26 through 31. Luke 1, 26 through 31. And it says this, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Now, I want to use this verse to set up the thought today. Uh, because here's, here's what happens in this passage. Here's Mary, some 16 years old, and uh, she's engaged to a guy named Joseph. They're gonna get married. And now God interrupts her plans. How many knows that God has a plan for your life? Five of you, all right. The rest of you will walk out of here knowing that. God has a plan for your life, and it's an incredible plan. I'm telling you right now, the plan that God has for your life, man, goes far beyond the plan that you could ever come up with. As we were singing this morning, you're a good, good father. I was just overwhelmed with that idea this morning that he is so good, and he has an incredible plan for your life. The reality is, though, is that a lot of times as we're going through life, we don't realize what the plan is. We don't understand maybe even where he's taking us. And so what happens is, is we try to take control of our own life and treat, we try to steer it in a direction we think we should go. And here is Mary and she has her plan. She's going to get married and she's gonna, you know, start a life with Joseph. But yet God comes along and says, I got a better plan for your life. And I want you to know something. God has a better plan for your life than you could even ask, think, or imagine. Now what happens here is, Mary, as the angel of the Lord talks to her, she is not so much startled at the fact that there's an angel in her room. You notice that, right? I don't know about you, but if an angel shows up in my room, I'm freaking out. Are you with me? She's not. I don't know if this happened often, but the Bible says she's actually troubled by what the angel says to her, right? And I think this to be true of, of most of us, that we understand maybe this morning that there is a God. He really does have a good plan for our life. He really is real, and we're okay with that. But when he shows up and begins to reveal his plans to us, are you with me this morning? We get, we get a, little, a little fearful. She's troubled by the statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Now look at the next statement, though. The angel of the Lord told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God Now listen, the angel says, now listen. What does the angel do? For the next many verses, the angel comes and reveals the plan that God has for her life to her. The reason she is fearful is because she does not yet have clarity on the plan that God has for her. Are you with me? And it's not until the angel then begins to disperse all of the information and how this plays out that the fear is settled and she says, let it be according to me, just as you said. Why? Because now she got some clarity. When Jesus shows up, whether it's himself, whether it's through an angel, whether it's through his word, he comes to bring clarity. And when clarity comes, fear subsides. Are you with me? Matthew 2, verses 1 through 2. Talking now, as as we begin to think through that thought of clarity coming, what brings clarity? Light brings clarity. Matthew 2, 1 through 2. 
And it says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Who are they looking for? They're looking for Jesus. Why did they travel this direction? And what brought them this direction? Listen to it now. For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Jesus shows up on the scene. What's the symbol or sign to the wise men? It's a bright light. Are you with me? In the sky, and they follow that bright light, eventually leads them to Jesus. Now let's go to Luke 2, 8 through 10, and then we're gonna jump to verse 14. It says, in the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. What is that? That's the light of God. Shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, just like to Mary, do not be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. What happens right after that? the angel of the Lord begins to give them clarity on what's taking place. Are you with me this morning? Jesus shows up, okay? Light is there, brings clarity to the situation. And as the clarity comes, look at verse 14. They begin to sing, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth. Why are they now changed? They went from being fearful to now having joy and peace in their life because clarity has come and therefore they're no longer fearful. Let's go to another one, Matthew 17, verse 12. And after six days, now this is, now we're, we just fast forwarded. We're not even reading a Christmas story now, okay? This is now Jesus walking with his disciples, doing some stuff, Matthew 17, verse 12. It says, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John, these are disciples of Jesus's, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. The Bible says in verse two, he was transformed in front of them and his face did what? It shone like the sun. That's pretty bright. You with me? It shone like the sun. Even his clothes became as white, listen to it now, as white as the light. Okay? Jesus then goes on and has a conversation with two Old Testament figures. Crazy story. Okay? Yeah. And now those that are looking on get a revelation, clarity on who Jesus is. Jesus shows up. Because Jesus shows up, light comes. Because light comes, there is clarity. And now they can walk away in peace. Let me now fast forward even further. Let's go to Acts chapter nine, verses one through nine. And we're just gonna try to tie this all together, all right? Jesus now, in the passage I'm reading, Jesus now is no longer on the scene. You're like, wait a second, pastor, we're celebrating Christmas. You're saying now Jesus is dead. Yeah, in scripture right here, we're gonna read. Jesus has been born already. He's lived his life on earth. He's been crucified on the cross. We just did Christmas, Easter, and everything, like in 10 seconds. Isn't that awesome? He's now seated at the right hand of God the Father. The Bible says making intercession for us. But now he left the church in charge, okay? And there is one person the church needs, at least God believes the church needs, and it's a guy named Paul, formerly known as Saul. 
Acts 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples. Now, in case you're not aware, this, this guy Saul here that we're talking about becomes Paul and writes the majority of the New Testament. Okay? God has a plan for your life. Breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and requested letters from him uh, to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any men or women who were believers, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he traveled and was nearing Damascus to persecute believers, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord, he said. Listen to now. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. He replied, but, but get up and go to, into the city and you will be told what you must, listen to it now, what you must do. Bright light, who is it? It's Jesus. What did Jesus do for Paul? He shows up to give him clarity about his life. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. And Lord, I pray in the next few moments we have together that you would just bring all of these verses. God, the play that, Lord, these, these, these young ones had worked so hard to put on, that you would take this thought and take these verses now and use them to communicate a very practical and profound truth to our life. That Jesus, when you show up, light chases away the darkness and we have clarity on how we're to live and what we're to do. God, help me now. Present your son Jesus in a way that everyone can encounter him. Know your incredible love and begin to understand the amazing plan that you have for each and every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. I have two amazing daughters. How many of you guys have kids? Anybody have kids in here? Raise your hand. You proud of your kids? You love your kids? How many of you guys want kids someday? Like, I don't know. I've seen some of yours. <laughs> um, I have two incredible kids. And, and like any kid, right, when you're growing up, um, you, you, it's not like, I, I haven't met a kid really uh, that is like, I love the dark, Right? Like most kids are, are afraid of, of the dark. And, and uh, one, my youngest, man, when she was real little, man, there was, this, there was this thing in her where she could not stand the dark. Like, like, like my electric bill was out the roof. Come on, somebody. It didn't matter if it was nighttime, daytime. It didn't matter if light was shining in. Like every light had to be on if she was home. Like I knew where she was at because I just followed the trail of the lights. And I was constantly going through, turning off the lights. And like 30 seconds later, the lights would be back on. Why? Because she didn't like the darkness. Are you with me? But what kid likes the darkness? Now, as you get older, you have a, have a different problem. As, when you're young, it's because maybe you're scared of the dark, right? Like there's this, in, this intrinsic fear inside of us that, that dark is scary. Uh, when you get older, it's not so much that the dark is scary. It's that when you get older, you have to use the restroom in the middle of the night. Come on, somebody. And so the fear isn't about the dark. The fear is about what you're going to run into while it's dark. Are you with me? I just got an amen over here. And he ain't, he ain't even that old, man. Uh, I'll never forget, man, like there, there's been times and it's happened multiple times. I'll never forget this one specific time, like we arrived late to a location and so it was already dark and so you don't have your bearings and, um, and so it was like, hey, let's, everybody head straight to bed and so you head straight to bed and so now you don't know where the light switch is at, right? You barely even know where the restroom's at and I'll never forget, man, in the, it's, like, it's like 3.30 and I, I gotta go. 
Just too much. Is this TMI for Sunday morning? And I had to go. And I'll never forget getting up and being like, I can't see a thing, like at all. And I'm literally trying to feel my way like through. And I, I'm telling you, the next morning I had bruises on my shins. Now, for most of you, that would have been bruises like on your thighs or knees. But on me, it was my shins, all right? Like it was bad, like just walking through. And, and, and I learned a trick, though. I don't know if it really works, but in my mind it did. It's like, okay, you got to the bathroom, found the light, and you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, right? And then it's like, if you peek outside, you kind of get a visual where everything's at, and then turn off the light real quick, and then run to where you gotta go, right? <laughs> as soon as that light came on in the middle of the night, it's like, clarity, hello, I can see where I need to go. I can see the destination. I can see all the obstacles that are in the way. I can see how I need to navigate the route to get to the place I need to be. But without the light, man, it's a challenge. I'm running into things. I'm bruising myself. I'm hurting myself. I'm getting frustrated. I don't even know what's going on. I hope there's a bed there. I'm just gonna jump and hope, right? Right? You can't see. You know what? That's the way life is like without Jesus. You try to get your way through. You, you try to, but here's what ends up happening. You don't have the light of Jesus in your life, so you can't navigate around the obstacles. You can't navigate around the hurts and the pains, and you can't, you can't navigate to the destination that he wants to take you to. And you say, well, pastor, what is the destination? Here's the destination. He came to give you life and that you might have that life more abundantly. So if you're sitting here today and you say, I got life, but I ain't living in abundance. You know what you need? You need more of the light of Jesus Christ in your life to show you where to go and how to get there. See, here's the thing. A lot of us might even know where we need to be. A lot of us might know that, oh, he's got an abundant life for me, but yet the light of Jesus isn't shining in your life, in the plan that he has. You might know where you need to be. I knew I needed to get to the restroom. Just couldn't see how to get there. A lot of us are going through life like, okay, yeah, he's got a plan for my life, but what? You know what you need? You need more Jesus. You need more Jesus. Now, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that his word, you might be sitting there saying, okay, pastor, how do I get more Jesus? How do I get more light? It's really simple. The Bible says in John chapter one that in the beginning, the word, right? This word right here, it's capital W in John one. That's Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God, it's Jesus. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light. Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? It's a lamp unto my feet and a light under my path. I gotta, I gotta get more Jesus. I, how do I get more Jesus? More word. I get more word, I got more Jesus, I got more light. Now I can see and I, I know where you're taking me. And not only do I know where you're taking me, I can actually navigate around some obstacles, some pitfalls, and some things, and some snares of the enemy, some relationships, some bad business transactions, right? I can navigate around those because I got Jesus showing me the way. Every time Jesus shows up, he comes to bring clarity to your life. Here's the great thing about that. If you allow him, Jesus never stops showing up in your life. 
First and foremost, you gotta understand something. When Jesus showed up, why light? Let me give you this verse, and I'm just kind of rolling with it now. I don't even know where we're at in the notes. Hopefully you're not messed up, but I got wrong verses on there anyway. It's all good. Why, why Jesus? Why Jesus showing up in light? Check this out. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6. It says, but if our gospel, that's the Bible, that's the good news about Jesus. If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Now you gotta understand the heart of God. The Bible tells us that the heart of God is this, is that he's not willing that any should perish. So do not read this verse through a negative filter and say, man, he's a bad God. Some are perishing, some aren't. No, he's not willing that any should perish. So what does he do? Gives Jesus the light of the world. Look at it. And if, if, if it is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age, that's the enemy, has blinded their minds, the minds of unbelievers, so they cannot see, listen to it now, they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your slaves because of Jesus. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. This is what happens. Gospel, the good news of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, man, they can't see it. Why can't they see it? Because the enemy has put a veil over their eyes. So what do we do? We come with good works, with good news about Jesus, and we become the light of Jesus for them. So the veil is then lifted, and ultimately they see the glory of God. Are you with me? That's, that's the whole point. Listen, the reason Jesus showed up as light in the world is so that we would have clarity on the reality of our sin. And once our sin is exposed, because Ephesians chapter five says whatever is in the light is made manifest by the light. As soon as our sin is exposed, now we have a choice. Do we deal with it? Or do we just let it ride out? But Jesus does his job being the light to bring clarity to the reality of sin in our life so that we can repent and come into a relationship with him. Here's the great thing that after we become believers, the light of Jesus never stops shining. Because here's the reality, we will all find ourselves in dark moments at some point in our life. Are you with me? Whether, whether it's in a marriage, we find ourselves in a dark moment, what do we need? See, a lot of us, we approach those moments, right? And it's like, my marriage is on the rocks, what do I need? I need a counselor, counselors can help. I need some wisdom. Wisdom can help. I need some clarity. Clarity's good. But listen to me. What you need is you need Jesus. Because Jesus really is the answer. And when you get Jesus in the equation, the light shines, are you with me, in the darkness. Listen to this verse. The Bible says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it, John 1, 5. Well, what you need in your marriage right now, you need more of Jesus. 
Well, pastor, you don't know who I'm married to. I'm pretty sure I might be married to the devil. Well, then you really need Jesus. You're going through a dark time and in relationships with others. You're, you're going through a dark time in your business, your job. You're going through a dark time. Maybe you're going through a dark time mentally. Maybe it's spiritually, emotionally. Maybe it's a dark time physically. You know what you need? You need Jesus. Because when Jesus shows up, light comes. Are you with me? You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Jesus really is the answer. And without Jesus, there is no no light. Let, let me just leave you with a couple of thoughts real quickly here. Jesus came to bring light. And I think yeah, number one, two, three, and four. This is where, where, there, where there is light, there is no darkness. I just read to you that verse, right? The light shows up and the darkness cannot overcome it. Where there is light, there is no darkness. Isn't that amazing? And I, I've, I've even seen this before. Like if you had like a really bright light, because I've been there before too. Uh, we lived in downtown San Diego. Anybody ever lived in downtown San Diego before? We lived in downtown San Diego. We were so pumped. Man, we got this beautiful condo right in Little Italy. Man, this big glass window. I mean, it was literally floor to ceiling window in our bedroom. And we had this deck right there. It was awesome. And then there was this street. And the only thing I did not account for was the street light. Hmm. Seriously. And I remember our first night there, and you might not know this about your pastor. Can I share something with you about your pastor? I sleep with one eye open. You can ask my kids and my wife. It's true. It's weird, I know, but it's true. Um, it's because I had surgery on my eye when I was younger. And anyway, it doesn't close all the way. So when I fall asleep, it used to freak my kids out. They thought I was watching them. <laughs> it was awesome. They'd be like, don't do it. Dad's watching. Like, yeah, dad's always watching. Um, but that light that was shining, man, I, I, I literally, I, I, I kid you not, I wrote a letter to the city. It's like, you don't understand. I never got a letter back, but, but we got blinds, didn't work. I got blackout curtains, didn't work. That light found a way into my room for four years. Now I can sleep through anything. I got I this shiny on me, it's like, But you know what? Nothing I did could put that light out. But you know what? You take a same room that is pitch dark and you put the tiniest little light in that room and it chases away the darkness. Listen to me. There is nothing you are facing right now that is too dark that Jesus can't handle. There is nothing you're walking through right now in your life, whether it's financial, whether it's relational, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, there's nothing. Are you hearing me right now? Yeah. Some of you need to hear that because you don't believe it. You, you, you would think, yeah, I mean, in most cases, that would be correct, Pastor. But in my situation, don't, don't know how this is going to work out. That's okay. Just keep trusting in Jesus. The Bible says trust in him. Yeah. Lean not into your own. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. Where there is light, there is no darkness. I shouldn't have stared at that light a minute ago because now I'm like seeing dots. I'm like, oh no, it's like, whoa, crazy. Yeah. When you walk in the dark, you get hurt. When you walk with the light, man, there's, 
clarity. Number two, where there is no darkness, there is clarity. Where there is no darkness, there is clarity. And going back to my story of, of not knowing the environment I was in, needing to use the rest of the middle of the night. Man, once, once the light came on, now I have clarity. Now I know where I need to be. Now I can see the way. Now I can get to that place, that destination. Listen to me, the same thing happens when Jesus shows up in your world. Not just the first time you said yes to him, but time and time and time again as you continue to yield your life to him daily. And daily you just continue to surrender to him and go to him. Guess what? He'll continue to show up in your life and give you clarity on every situation. Where there's no darkness, there is Clarity. The moment the light comes on, everything changes. When, when, when Jesus, the light, shows up, everything changes. Right? I mean, it, it, when, when it's nighttime, man, and, and you go to bed, but man, all of a sudden the next morning the sun rises, and it's a promise of Scripture. The sun will rise the next day. When the sun comes up, it didn't matter how dark that night was. When the sun crested over that hill in the morning, man, there was light and now you can see again. And the same thing is true in your life. It doesn't matter how dark the circumstance and the situation is. When the sun of God shows up in your life, you will see and you will have clarity. Where there's light, there's no darkness. Where there's no darkness, there is clarity. Number three, where there is clarity, there is no fear. Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid, Paul. Don't be afraid, shepherds. Why? Because clarity has come. Where there's light, there's no darkness. Where there's no darkness, there's, there, where there's no darkness, there's clarity. And where there's clarity, listen to it now, there is no fear. Listen, every time he's, the angel said, hey, don't, don't be afraid, the very next thing he did was... Don't be afraid. Let me clue you on what's going to take place. What, what, what are you fearful about today? What, are you afraid about your next move in life? Are you afraid about uh, the next step? Are you afraid about the situation, the circumstance you're walking through right now? Don't be. Get clarity. Pastor, how do I get clarity? Easy. Chase away the darkness. How do I chase away the darkness? Really, really easy. Get Jesus into the equation. Because where there's light, there's no darkness. Where there's no darkness, there's clarity. Where there's clarity, there is no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear. And lastly, let me just close with this. Where there is no fear, there is peace. And where there is peace, there is joy. That's why when the angels showed up to the shepherds, and the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, He said, don't be afraid. Here's what's going to happen. Gives them clarity. Clarity comes. And what's the last scene? They are rejoicing. Why? Because they have peace in their hearts. And Romans 10, 17 would tell us, I believe it's 10, 17. I got that one wrong. That the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. How does joy get there in your life? Peace. How does peace get there in your life when you don't have any fear? How, how, how do you get rid of fear when you have clarity? How do you get clarity when the darkness is gone? How do you get rid of the darkness? Jesus shows up in your world. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. God, we thank you that your word is amazing. 
Lord, I pray right now in this moment, God, for every person that's in this place, that this Christmas would not just be about lights on a tree. God, lights on a house. God, I pray that this Christmas would be about the light of the world shining in us in every circumstance, in every situation, in every trial, in every controversy. Do me a favor, just close your eyes right now as we conclude the service. You're here today. And you'd say, you know what, Pastor? I, I needed this today because I, I, I do need clarity in some areas in my life. I, I, I'm, I'm walking a little bit fearful, walking a little bit hesitant. Like I, I've been coming to church for a while and I, I believe there's a God. I even believe that he, that he probably has a good plan for my life, but you know what? I'm not seeing it. I'm not living abundantly. I'm not obtaining it. I just believe right now you need to open up your heart more and receive Jesus in your life. Every area. Say, Pastor, how do I do that? Come on, the Bible says his word. That's Jesus. Jesus became the word, the living word, walking amongst the people. And that word comes and is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That's why daily we need to be in the word of God. Daily we need to be reflecting on the message of truth and the message of hope and the message of faith transform your circumstance and your situation every eye closed every head bowed you're here today and say pastor i needed this today i needed clarity in my life i need fear to be chased away every head bowed every eye closed just shoot your hand in the air right now right where you're at come on where are you at come on come on he's a good god he's got you he's got you he's got you don't be afraid listen to the plan don't be afraid listen to the plan God, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. Lord, I pray for those that just raised their hand uh, a few moments ago and said, Pastor, that, that was for me. I need the light of Jesus in my life to chase away the darkness. God, as the darkness leaves, I pray clarity would come for the next steps. As the clarity comes, God, I pray that fear would subside. They would walk with great peace and joy. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.